What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shouts. It's your boy, not EDP Full Full Five, because he gone. But Brandon Tango is sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host Dominic Hops and Dominic. It's Friday. Another Friday. Three Fridays. Two Fridays. I don't know. We're back on a consistent schedule. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Just so everybody knows, I for the first time in my life had a thumbs up. So for the first time in your 26 plus years on this earth, you finally got a thumbs up affirmation that you did something good. No, the drink thumbs up. You, you, you never heard of that. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about right now. Dude, I'll send you a picture right now. Is I literally, is it going to be Pornhub comments? No, right? no, 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 no. Okay. Dead ass. Okay. Ignore the lychee nuts that I have with it. Um, I'll explain the picture. Lychee nuts. You, you, you know, you know what you know what lychee is, right? You have eight. Okay, it's a. All I see is a paw, big old white paw. Huh? You don't see the big white paw? Where the fuck is the big white paw? Uh, top left corner. Let's see. My hand. Yes, correct. That's all you see. Well, you fat shame me before the podcast. What to fat shame you on the podcast? Oh, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, this doesn't do anything for me. What am I supposed to know? What a thumbs up is? So, I'll, I wanted to explain it to you, but you never had one because you know you're just not, you know, I'm not you're, cool. Yeah, you're definitely not cool. But uh, no, it's the. Is, the this, is this learned from the AT and T frat boys? No, this is this is actually. So I'm done with training, by the way. I'm I know if you haven't go follow big fluff 13 on Instagram, a lovely emotional photo with him and all the boys. <laughs> gang, gang, gang. <laughs> but um, no, we were uh, doing an install up in Hayward at the, at a dorm room, you know, they're just moving in, you know, cool, cool, cool. And um, yes, their mothers were there and one happened to be a immigrant from India. And she felt bad that she didn't have, waters or anything because it's a little warm today and we had to walk up to like the second story because that's where they were moving into and uh basically she was like oh have you guys ever had a thumbs up before and we were like uh what the what what, what is that we that, no and she says oh so we're originally from india and this is the india equivalent to coca-cola and uh she said the boys in india usually are always drinking thumbs up and the girls always drink fanta so, you know, if you ever go there, that's sexist a, to me. It, well, I mean, come on. Really? It's India. Come on. But um, so I mean, she Dominic, was like, you just want to, you, you know, fuck the podcast. You just want to unpack Indian, you know, sexuality and, you know, sexual harassment and stuff like that. No, I'd rather just you go sure? on the podcast. Or, you okay. know, I, 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 already, like I don't know enough about sports and wrestling, let alone anything else in life. So, I mean, let's just stick to something that I kind of know about. But uh, long story short, it kind of tastes like coke has a little bit of a different taste but you know i uh has a lot less sugar than coke so that's why that's why we drink coke zero in this house you should try a thumbs up though open your 
soda drink horizon. Well, where can I get a thumbs up, Dominic? Get the, uh, you have to go to my local Indian yes, market, you do. which I do not know where that is. <laughs> Me either, but we'll go together. Okay, so next excursion, we're going to go on a thumbs up excursion. because apparently, So are you telling me it's better than Coca-Cola and or Pepsi, Dominic? I am not saying it's better, but definitely different. It has, uh, I actually don't know. It says there's caffeine, but it says like, it doesn't say anywhere like how, many, how much caffeine's in it. But it says there's a section for energy. So I guess that's energy is caffeine. I don't know. Thumbs up is a brand of cola in India. The logo is a red thumbs up and it was introduced in 1977 to offset the withdrawal of the Coca-Cola company from India. The more you know. There you go. Other than that, I am doing just fine. Brandon, how are you? doing okay as of february 2012 thumbs up is the leader in cola segment in india commanding approximately 42 percent of the market share and an overall 15 percent market share in the indian a rod a rotted water market a rated I, I, I was really hoping that we would like just kick it off real good with some some you know all you the big celebrities endorse this drink like ash Akshay Kumar, Salman Khan, Ranveer Singh, Pavan Kalyan, Mahish Babu, and Vishal. Vishal. And... I'm a thumbs up because fuck raise energy and get a thumbs up, right? I'm going to reach out to them, see if they want to, you know, give us some. Uh, what, 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 do, what, what Do they use euros in India? What? But Dominic, you said some stupid things on this podcast. <laughs> but thinking that euros is the whatever the currency in the Asian country of India, it's got to be up there. Uh, I was about to say something else, but uh, I don't. India is in Asia. I, I don't want to be Travis, so I'm just gonna just gonna stop talking. So you think Travis doesn't think doesn't know that India is in Asia? I'm not saying he doesn't, but I feel like that's something that he would say. You know, he'd be like, India? No, that's in that's in the heart of America. That's Indiana, baby. Or something like that, you know. Well, boys and girls, we're off to a rip-roaring start here on the podcast. Let's just get on into it. We're back with the MLB standings. We're going to start on over in the American League East. The Red Stockings hold only a half Game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, 59-38 for the Red Sox, uh, 59-39 and for the Rays. Rays 7-3 in the last 10, while the Red Sox are 5-5, five and five, so that is how they have gotten the momentum back. And the Rays making some moves. They have acquired Nelson Cruz, veteran DH, you know, kind of on the cheap end, which is probably why they were able to get him. We'll talk about a move that they sent to another team, but we'll talk about who they got Right now with the trades, Dominic thoughts on Nelson Cruz now with the Rays. I mean, I think he fits pretty good. Um, you know, I, I know he's kind of not, I would not say he's not really at his peak, his prime, but he's definitely coming down on that back half of the career. And he, I think he's going to gel well with the Rays and, uh, you know, probably help him to the postseason. I got to agree with you. I like the move. You know, the the Rays, I think they do need some help pitching. I am a little wondering why they dealt a starter. 
uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that with the uh, National League East. But I, I like the Nelson Cruz deal. I think he's on the cheap. He's definitely a really good hitter. He had a, a good year last year. I don't have his numbers in front of me to say exactly what he's had. But he's not. he hasn't fallen off a cliff exactly by any means. So Twins, th- you know, they're sellers. They're just they're doing great this year. My American League Central champion, Minnesota Twins. But anyways... I think this this helps him. It's he's gonna be a DH. He's probably gonna be you know DH. He's he's gonna be locking that down because I feel like that was more like a platoon role. Whoever was like the odd man out, not starting, was plugged into the DH. So having kind of you know a more set lineup, having him as a DH every day, I think that's gonna help him out. I mean, it, it definitely will. I, I'm not gonna say he's gonna go off and hit fucking dinger after a dinger, but hopefully he can give him some consistent hits and you know help them win some ball games so i was almost able to get his numbers just in time but uh, thus far he is batting 294 19 dingers and 50 rbi so i mean he's doing pretty damn good thus far especially with the uh, atrociousness of the twins so i mean uh, doing fairly well Batted 303 last year, 311 the year before. So, you know, kind of a little bit of a downtick, but definitely not uh, worse, you know, drastically than what it's been in the past. Then moving on, uh, well, Yankees, Blue Jays, they're kind of in the same spot. Blue Jays coming back home. They're going to uh, Toronto at the Rogers Center. We forgot to talk about this last week. Dominic, uh, any thoughts? My prediction was that the Blue Jays was kind of that one team to watch as someone who could really climb up the standings in the second half. Do you think them going back home will help them with that raucous Canadian crowd? None so ever. I think uh, they're not going to do anything the rest of the year. Well, damn. Just shooting my predictions in the foot, even though it wasn't like I'm saying it's going to happen if I had to pick one. I said it was going to be the, the uh, Blue Jays. Then moving on over to the Central, it's pretty whoa, much... Whoa, a- whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, sorry. Got to talk about the Baltimore Orioles. Sorry, Baltimore Orioles, 32-64, 26 and a half games back, four and six in their last 10. Dominic, anything you want to say about the Baltimore Orioles? Nope, they're trash. Bless you. Then moving on over to the American League Central, as I was going to say, it's a one-horse race pretty much. We got the White Sox at 58 and 30. We actually have a lot of, even though it is just a one-horse race, a one-horse race, we have a lot of stuff to talk about in this division. Uh, The Urminator. Yerman Mercedes, he had a hell of a week this week. He swung on that 3-0 pitch. Then he just kind of fell and didn't do anything after that. He gets demoted. Then this week, he announces on Instagram that he's retiring. Then he announces that he's not retiring. He's going to come up, come back and rise up like a phoenix. He's actually been doing pretty well in the minor leagues. So, Dominic, your thoughts on this whole Yerman Mercedes controversy? Are you blaming Tony LaRusa for chewing him out and calling him out after the 3-0 swing and uh you know everything of that nature i mean do you blame him though come on what would you do if i I mean i'm gonna say your one of your star players swings a 3-0 pitch like what what, what are you gonna say i mean i don't know if i'd say he's my star player he's i know we they've had a lot of injuries thus far but he's a rookie catcher who was on a hot streak and he was he was turning into a star player, Dominic. But uh, you know, I don't know. 
I, I said it when this happened, I wasn't the biggest fan of Tony LaRusso chewing him out, but I'm not going to sit here and say that because he chewed him out or not chewed him out, but, you know, didn't have his back in that situation that he should, that that's the reason why he batted like, you know, 200, under 200 and couldn't hit anything I'm like, Dom, say, like Dominic saying, in Little League. I mean, like, you know, like you with girls fucking actually now you're own 100, but um. I'm up you know, I'm, I'm for 100. I mean, damn, I didn't know I had that many at-bats. I mean, let's be honest. Every time a girl walks by you, it's a fucking swing and a miss. But I mean, you if you if you threw a rock at a pile of girls, you would, you know, miss them. You'd miss them. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's a bad analogy. No poon for you. Anyways, um, we all know Dominic's the pussy king. Yeah, boy. Anyways, um, I mean, I, you know, I, I can't talk from his perspective, like 100 percent wise. I know if if I'm working as hard as I can and I have one little minor hiccup and you want to come at me sideways and just be like, you know, like, oh, I, you know, I don't agree with that. And just kind of like, you know, do what Larissa did to him. I, I'm, I might fall into a, you know, might have a funky week or two month or so. You never know. You never know. I I mean, obviously, there, you know, everything hasn't come out about the situation. There's probably something that uh, has kind of led to this point. I think he's probably dealing with some mental issues because, you know, going from being the hot thing, you know, being the urinator to riding, riding shitty buses and, you know, making the towns probably not going to eat a cheese sandwich, you know, eating a cheese sandwich. They, I saw something about the, the angels minor league team ain't doing so hot. They're having like sleeping in kitchens and, you know, having, you know, very big mental breakdowns and stuff like that. I mean, the A's there, the A's were back in the, uh, in the news for their Stockton ports, apparently putting them in hotels that are priced more than their paychecks. So good job, Oakland doing fantastic over there. All right, let's move on down the division nine and a half back the Cleveland Indians. I for now it should for the be 2021 season, but they announced today that they, uh, I mean, we knew they were going to change the name next year, but uh, it is going to be the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, No real major changes to the colors or the logos. Uh, I mean, it's very similar to what they've already kind of have right now. Uh, The Guardians is kind of a reference. I'm not the biggest Cleveland historian, but I guess there's like these two Guardian statues on a bridge that leads into Cleveland. And so that's the reason for the name change. Dominic, I can kind of tell by your tone. Fucking not the biggest fan. Not the biggest fan of the name. Your thoughts. Don't get me wrong. I understand the reasoning behind changing the name, but you know, just just be like the Washington football team. Just be the Cleveland baseball team. Don't don't try to come up with because this is exactly what's gonna happen. You're gonna come up with some name that probably has some real significant meaning behind it, but people are just gonna mock the fuck out of it. I think you could have just fucking Cleveland baseball team. Everybody would have been happy. Damn, Dominic, you're just so basic and no fun. Now, I like that the name itself. I don't really have an issue with having some sort of link to the city. That's cool. I get it. I like maybe the spiders a little bit better. And that's more kind of a basic name because they're just kind of going back in history. But the logos is what kind of rode me the wrong way because I like the Guardians. Like you can do like mythical beans and like some big fancy logo or a mascot which maybe it's coming later down the line but your main logo is like a g 
a baseball wearing like a, a Thor G helmet thing with wings on it. Like, really? That's the best you can do? Which don't you think they got to be careful with like, you know, copyright or played not plagiarism, but like, you know, copyright. If it kind of looks like Thor, you know, like is that kind of like treading water there. Well, I don't think Marvel owns, you know, everything in terms of Greek and whatever mythology. So, I mean, we should talk to Trapdoor to Hell. They've probably seen all the Marvel movies and, you know, they can tell us if Marvel owns it and shit like that. Thoughts on the uh, the Loki special, Dominic? I actually, Season two, li- coming I, actually, soon? I actually liked it a lot. Yeah. Was it very confusing? Uh, for a while, Cause, yeah. Because I, I know you don't watch everything, so it might be a little... You don't like, you know, watch the, the breakdowns and, you know, you're kind of the casual fan who just watches it and moves on with their life. What do you what do you mean? The breakdowns like breaking down the videos or breaking down the episodes and like going in depth in the lawyer and all the different little, you know, hints and innuendos that they throw throughout the entire episodes. Oh, OK, so you're, you're saying, Dominic, the nerds, are the you nerd a, stuff? Are you a fucking dorky ass nerd? No, I'm not. I enjoy the show. I don't want to think too much about it because I want to be surprised in the next season. Damn, Dominic doesn't want to think that much. Crazy. Uh, anything else on the uh, the Guardian's name? Eh, or the team itself? Not really. I mean, let's be on like, fuck, pretty much the Central's done with. We don't even need to talk about the Central anymore. Just I mean, I don't know West. about that because we got the hottest team in baseball in the central right now, Dominic, the Detroit Tigers seven in a row. I'm going to try to pull it up right now. If I can get a live scoring update, if my internet wants to work, but we, I mean, there's still 12 games back. So let's be honest here. It's uh, not looking good for those Uh, at uh, the moment, top of the ninth down three to five. So maybe the, the streak will come to an end, but they're, uh, you know, they are, Back 12 games, but, you know, four games under 500. There's still a couple months left in the season, Dominic. You just got to get into the playoffs to win the World Series. You don't got to win the division, though. It's the fucking Tigers. I'm not holding my breath. And plus, anytime, and and I think I just realized it, Brandon. Every time we pick, we do our picks beginning of the season. Who's winning the World Series? Who's winning this? Who's winning that? We pick our teams. I think we jinx them. So, that being said... I jinx the Tigers. They're not going to go anywhere this year. Great. Wonderful. Definitely not the reason why I picked the Houston Astros to win the division and not the Oakland Athletics. Uh, speaking of those two teams, uh, they're still in the American League West last time I checked. And the Astros are atop the division, 58 and 39, holding a two and a half game lead over the A's. Uh, but the A's doing quite well recently, the last 10 games. They, uh, they struggled against the the guardians over the uh, last weekend, but they swept the angels won the first game against the Mariners. They're losing at the moment, but uh, overall they've been seven and three in the last 10, four and six for the Astros. So they've been gaining a little bit of ground there. Uh, anything really special to talk about at least really. on the field? No, not really. I think they're playing, they're playing at my opinion, the same caliber of baseball. So you just got to see who's going to fuck up first. And if the Astros, A's will capitalize if it's the A's. They're going to, you know, the Astros are going to pull away and the A's are going to have to settle for a wild card. 
Yeah, it's probably going to come. I don't know when they exactly play again, but it's probably going to come down to like the final series of them playing each other and really see if one team can sweep or get two out of three and really create some separation. But uh, we'll talk about some off the field issues. The A's had their vote or the Oakland City Council had their vote on Tuesday. And we said, oh, maybe we're going to be really happy or really sad. But uh, we're kind of just right back where we started because the city council voted on a term sheet that wasn't even approved by the A's because they changed the term sheets. And so then they voted on something that's not actually going to happen at the moment. It did pass six to one to one. One person did abstain because she was kind of like me, like, okay, if we're just, what the fuck we doing here? If we're just not even going to vote on something that both sides agree with, but positive signs that six of the eight, whatever council people, wanted to move this forward. The other person who voted no is just an absolute clown. He's like dressed up in like A's garb and he's talking about creating a, another site at the Coliseum. Like, bro, that shit's like five years old. We ain't doing that anymore. Move on, buddy. Yeah, but, I saw that and I was calling him a fucking straight, straight dweeb the whole fucking time. I'm like, how do you have a rooted in Oakland shirt? And it sounds like you're not trying to keep him here. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand it's politics and yada, yada, yada. I mean, there's like it's I understand both sides of things that they're really the city of Oakland is really trying to hammer down the affordable housing. The A's are trying to get a little more funding from the city. So, I mean, it's they're both businesses. They're trying to get what they can out of it. The politicians, I mean, they're politicians. I can already see it now if the a's move away they can go back to this vote and be like look we voted to pass this bill or to pass this term sheet so we wanted them here but the a's said no even though we changed at the last minute and you know it's just all just bullshit but overall i mean i would if i'm saying like it's 50 percent, i think i'm leaning more towards the positive than the negative just because i mean i was already kind of negative to begin with so just them voting so many the positive way is i guess a positive sign but it's really hard to lean very hard you know one side or the yeah. other i don't want to put you on the spot do you know what w- i i i heard someone in class talk i, I about pretty it. much watched the entire thing so dominic ask away so what was different on the term sheets that the a's aren't cool with do you do you remember so i don't know the exact vernacular but they changed like the affordable housing from like 30% to 35%. The city did. So that's it. That, I mean, as I said, that's kind of like the two main issues. Like the A's are kind of wanting a little more funding while the city of Oakland also wants to do have more affordable housing around the area. But then obviously the A's don't want that because if they don't have affordable, if they have more affordable housing, then, you know, they can't sell up the ass for that prime real estate. Well, Here's my thing, and this is where I get canceled. Why the fuck are we going to be putting affordable housing around a brand new fucking coliseum? It's going to bring around. Never, I'm not going there. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to kind of go there, but I don't because, you know, I love my job and I don't want to get fired and I don't want people to fucking try to cancel me. But it's like, for me, it's kind of just if the, if, if the city wants more affordable housing, why don't they just fucking say here, buy us a fucking lot somewhere and build apartments. Boom. Done. Don't have to worry about it. Let the A's have their fucking property. Let the A's do what they want to do. Make Oakland happy. Make do the right thing for once in Oakland. Oakland is such a, you know, gets the, the stigma of bad ghetto, dangerous, whatever. 
do something nice. Make people want to come here again, man. Yeah, Dominic, you fucking tell them so. Stay tuned. We're going to do more politics talk uh, after we uncover the uh, the sexism in India. Then we'll talk about the politics in Oakland. And then we drink thumbs up. Exactly. Moving on over to the National League East, the New York Metropolitan still holding the lead a little bit bigger than I think it was last week, uh, 51 and 43, holding a four game lead over the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. They did trade for Tampa Bay Rays starter Rich Hill, old man Richie, still pitching. Uh, Jacob DeGrom did go down, put on the IL with a forearm injury. We've kind of talked about, you know, these little Nicky, you know, ticky tack injuries that kind of pulled him from starts. Now he's gone down with the forearm, you know, not going to say what can lead after a forearm injury, but you can, you know, you can kind of put two and two together. Not saying that's what's going to happen, but if they're, maybe they know something we don't know and they think maybe DeGrom's going to go down for a while. They're, they're filling the void, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a terrible replacement. I think, but he's not Jacob DeGrom. It, it will, yeah, and that's the thing is he's not Jacob Degrom, but um, hopefully, hopefully he pitches well enough that the offense can win the game for him, and he can just kind of coast him through it. But um, you know, I really hope Degrom's fine because I think postseason he's they need him, and that's also the thing that kind of is troubling with the injury is if he is hurt, and you bring him and he goes down for however long it is a month, a couple weeks you can't just like throw him back out there for a playoff push and like just ride him like you normally would. Cause you want to kind of ease him back in, but yet these are very important games. And if they, the other teams, the Phillies or the nationals, maybe the Braves kind of make a little push and they're only up by like a game or two games, you know, you, you're going to not want to, you want to push him, but then you also don't want to push him because he's DeGrom. He's your guy. You don't want him to go down with some TJ and then you lose him for like two years. So it's kind of like, you know, where do you go and with, with the situation? But they do have some other great pitchers. I mean, Taiwan Walker and uh, Marcus Stroman kind of get overshadowed by the fact that they're pitching with DeGrom, but both of those guys are still having spectacular seasons. It's just kind of like the offense isn't giving them enough run support and the bullpen isn't the greatest. So it's like the starters isn't really the issue. It's kind of everything else surrounding the issue. And I mean, you know, what, it's eight games over 500. They're, not as bad as they were a couple of weeks ago, but I still don't think the World Series, the you know, the pennant winners coming out of the East. Damn, hot takes, huh? Yeah, so such stifling hot takes. The division you just was- said the, the pennant winners not coming out of the East. That that that's that's some hard stuff. I think uh, some New York Mets fans would be a little offended right now. Sorry to all the New York Mets fans around there. Anyways, we got the Phillies four games back, Braves five games back, National seven games back, and uh, the Marlins twelve games back. Uh, Phil, I mean, I think the Phillies are kind of that one team that could make a push and make a move or something or another. But I, I'm still kind of just leaning towards the Mets just riding this one out. But if it's going to be a team, it's going to probably be the Phillies. I think I'll keep my money on the Mets just because I think the Phillies in my own opinion, are a little more self-destructive than the Mets. So I'll keep I'll keep my money on the Mets. Moving on over to the National League Central, the Brew Crew still number one, 56 and 41. Sorry, Mr. X, uh, your Reds are still in second place. They, I believe they played the Brewers again last weekend. Not the greatest. 
uh, after playing them well two weeks ago. So uh, they've kind of fallen back. They moved up and then fell back down six and a half at the moment. Uh, Cardinals seven games back Cubs eight and a half and uh, the Pirates 19 and a half back. Uh, no one in this division is really playing all that well. A lot of five and fives and four and sixes. So Cardinals are six and four. So watch out for the Redbirds. They're coming back and Maddles and hit a dinger. Love to see it. Home run derby didn't change the swing. <laughs> One thing I got to say is you got to be watching out for Cincy and, Se- and Seattle. No, St. Louis. Just because I think that's my gimmick. Sorry, I, I, I forgot. You're going to sue me now? Maybe. Uh. <laughs> Bless you. you yeah. Guys, uh, got COVID over there? Maybe. Mm-hmm. We got some Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Watch out for the Reds and the Cardinals. I think. Uh, I think Chicago, the Cubs are fucking done for, so let's leave it at that. Uh, I think after they, they traded you Darvish and then Jock Peterson now, I think they kind of expected that to happen. So then uh, the National League West, a uh, big, big series this week. They had the Giants taking on the Dodgers. Kenley Jansen blowing, just blowing everything, getting booed off the field. Dave Roberts popping his top because of a check swing uh, giants making some comebacks. We got some wild games. I mean, just great to see fantastic giant Dodger games. And uh, as an ace fan, we get to watch them for free or at least, you know, they're on, they're on the tele so we can, we can uh, see them. Uh, Dominic thoughts on the giants Dodgers series and the giants able to pull away and have a three game lead when the Dodgers I mean, I, is right there. I mean, you know, being that I'm a former Giants fan, I love this these series, especially in LA, of all places. They're very uh, vocal fans. Um, but no, I, I think if if the Giants are going to win this, win their uh, their division, you got to make sure you beat LA, and they did. So I think I think the Giants are playing good enough that I think it's safe to say they're going to be your division champions. Hot take so Dominic just recovering Giants fan not former I like to say recovering you're still dealing with it you know you, especially because your brother your family probably doesn't help they're you know they don't the, man yeah you know they're the family member who still drinks on the weekends even though you're yeah. still a recovering alcoholic so you know I by understand. the way we didn't talk about this and I just thought of it right now your thoughts on that stupid ass ace hat I mean, we posted on the Curveballs and Shirts Instagram. It's fucking atrocious. He got a black hat with the white A's logo, which I'm, I mean, I never wear fitted hats that aren't like on field related. So that's a different situation that I don't like the hat. But then also you put the Golden Gate Bridge next to the A's hat, which the Golden Gate Bridge doesn't even go to Oakland. Like, just, I don't understand. Like, who the hell is designing these hats? Like, I, it just screams like someone from New York or someone from the East Coast who, or even L.A. who doesn't understand just basic Bay Area geography. Just do the Bay Bridge. That's literally th- what the Golden State Warriors logo is. <laughs> do you think it, it, it touches both San Francisco and Oakland? It's not that hard. Just do the Bay Bridge. Do you think next A's game you go to somebody's rocking that hat? Well, I mean, I've seen at Lids they have the split A's Giants hat or even the A's hat in Giants colors or vice versa. And I fucking hate those hats with my, with a passion. And I've seen people wear those hats. So I, it does not shock me if I see someone wearing a dumbass hat like that. Okay. Well, with that being said, what else do you trigger talk me about? with hats, Dominic? Okay. 
Welcome to the hat hour, everybody. You know, my head actually can fit hats. Like yeah, I got an AT&T beanie. Watch, watch, watch your, watch your back, beanie, bro. A beanie, that's not a hat. A fitted... It's actually called a toboggan. A toboggan? Is that the one with a little fuzzball? No. Okay, then what the fuck's... What's the difference between a toboggan and a beanie? Is... I don't know. They told me this a long time ago, Utiliquest. I don't remember the difference between a toboggan and a beanie. When I got to look it up, I just completely butchered that. To to toboggan. That's I need a G in there. To was it a toboggan? Toboggan. Toboggan. I'm just gonna put toboggan hat. See what comes up. I mean, it could have the little fuzzball, but it's not like a. So I guess a toboggan is kind of like the stoner hat, the stoner beanie, where it kind of had that little flip, like I don't know what you would call it, like the crease or the little foldy up gimmick on the front. I'm trying to describe it to the people out there. Can, but Dominic, can we just talk, can Dominic, we just talk help me sports? out here. You're the one who has a goddamn toboggan. Why don't you no, tell me? No, I don't. I have a fucking beanie. Then that's a that's a completely different <laughs> thing then. <laughs> All right, Tim the Tap Man. Calm the fuck down. Sorry. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, that's, uh, it. that's it. That's I mean, it with the... Uh, with the baseball, yeah. With the base- uh, well, I mean, the Padres. No, fuck the Padres. Oh, okay. You know, it is a Padres weekend, Dominic. Okay, don't talk about my team like that. That this is a bitch. Whoa, whoa! Don't talk about my daddy like that. I thought Pinder was your daddy. Stepdaddy. Oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, then we get some NBA news. Well, after the uh, recent events, the recent titles of this podcast, Dominic and I were just certain that no away team was going to win. And then the very next game, the Bucks come out win on the sun's home court and they take care of business in game six becoming the nba champions first time since the 70s uh when hakeem or not hakeem uh kareem was not even kareem yet so uh Giannis just an absolute animal going off and all you know games all the games they won pretty much is the Giannis games he wins the mvp much deserved and we're going to have fun with it because we cursed him, Dominic. But uh, your thoughts on not Suns in seven, but Bucks in six? Fucking terrible. <laughs> I was really excited. I was really hoping to see game seven in Phoenix. And uh, of course, we. She's, she's just over there laughing. I don't know if you can hear her laughing, but she's just fucking laughing. Oh, we heard her everything. We, we've heard her sneeze. We've heard her cough. We've heard her laugh. We've just heard everything. Okay. You know, but, um, but no, I mean, I mean, good for them. I think it's, I think both teams are well deserving of a win, uh, of a championship win. So I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Um, I do want to apologize to the Phoenix Suns and all their fans because we did jinx them. Maybe if we just would have kept their mouths shut and maybe it would have been a different outcome. But, um, Chris Paul was not there. Those last couple of games, he he was on another planet. He wasn't playing very well. You can't leave it up to Devin Booker. I feel like he's not a very super consistent player. I, I know he does put up big numbers, but I feel like he's not also super cons- uh, consistent. So, I mean, you have Giannis, you got Drew Holiday, Middleton. Uh, I'm probably Bobby, whatever his name was. Portis. Portis. You know, so I, I think the Bucks just overall their lineup was maybe just a smidge better, and you know they squeaked it out. 
Uh, shout out, I think, Booker, Middleton, and Drew Holiday. They're all like on a flight to Tokyo right now. Going to go play for Team USA. But uh, yeah, the, the games were close. I mean, some of them were close. Kind of the ending ones were close, and they were fun to watch. Uh, you know, you texted me that about CP3 just not showing up. So I, I went and watched the tape, went to go look through the record books. And I, it wasn't exactly CP3 not performing. I think he played well. Was it? No, I've already forgot, but he played well within one of the last two games, but then like the game he played well in, then Devin Booker didn't play well. But I think the real common theme was just the middle wasn't playing well. I said when we did the preview, like, oh, I think they have the size. You got Aiden Crowder and those other guys that could really fill the holes and they could, you know, be able to at least kind of limit Giannis and get some points on the offensive side. And they just weren't able to do that. So, you know, it's kind of easy to point to CP3 and book and yeah, they didn't, put up the big numbers they didn't play well consistently together on the same night i think through that four game run but if i'm looking at someone to like really put the blame on i think i'm putting it more like on deandre ayton who just was not good those last four games yeah and that, that, that's that's i i guess that, that that's a safe uh a safe bet so i can't complain just basically the suns if they want to have a chance next season you need to keep everybody there you also need to make some moves and you need, you need to get someone you need to go to you need to what do you think the suns needed probably a, a power a solid power forward that's the thing it's i feel like they have that like i think deandre ayton is a really good player like is he a top 20 player in the league no but he has like the upside to possibly be that one day and I just don't know what you're going to sell off or what you can really get for someone like that. I mean, the only person I think that could stop Giannis would be to get another Giannis, and there's just nobody like that. Brandon Tanguma can play for the Phoenix Suns and fucking drop 50 points and 10 rebounds easily. And five blocks. Don't forget the five blocks. No, you're not tall enough. Damn. Hey, I blocked Aleph. One time, that's my like. Uh, I took Alex in your middle school. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know he's like, he's like five eight, five ten, and I'm like you know four eleven, but on Tinder I'm six foot. Shout out, little Dicky. <laughs> and you still get nothing. Okay. Anyways, uh, is Giannis was this the crowning achievement? Is is he the the best player in the league? Is Giannis the goat? I'm gonna say no. I think. If he continues to keep doing what he's doing, I think there's a good chance he might be the next goat, the next generation's goat. Dominic, the man is the same age as us, and he's already won an MVP, uh, finals MVP. He's done everything. The fuck are we doing with their lives? Well, we're also not seven feet tall, and you know. Well, th- that, but, you know, we have a lot on our plate, man. We, we have a podcast. We got to become tag team champions. We got to become uh, minor league hockey players. We got to open up a VR porn shop. Um, what else? Got to train for the trap sort of curveballs and cherry shots Olympics. Exactly. So, I mean, we got a lot on our plate. So I, I'm, I, I'll let him have the basketball fame. Except for with the two on two. That's definitely happening. They don't want the smoke. Then uh, we finally, we have some NFL news and this is some, some fun stuff to talk about because the NFL has come out 
with a uh, like a vaccine plan, vaccine mandate, vaccine rules, however you want to uh, categorize it. But uh, Roger Goodell, old commish, has really brought down the hammer on the unvaccinated players. They are saying that if there's an outbreak between unvaccinated people within the organization that leads to a cancellation or rescheduling or yada, 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 then the team who's responsible for the issues gets to forfeit. So it's really playing the hand of trying to get everyone vaccinated, really laying the hammer down on pushing uh, the vaccines. And this is not... Uh, some people applaud it. Some people just absolutely hate it. We're seeing some movements. We're seeing uh, one coach get fired. Coaches stepping away. DeAndre Hopkins is like, I don't. This is probably you know just him on Twitter saying some shit. But he was saying maybe he'll walk away. Some other players are saying the same things. Dominic, uh, <clears throat> thoughts? I understand why. I also, I well, basically, put it short, easy, to the point. I understand both sides. You know, he's trying to make it safe so everyone can enjoy football. But on the other side, if someone's belief and value and ideal is to not be vaccinated, who's to say that we're going to force them to do it? Just to play a game? No. No one's forcing them to do it. It's just a private company who's trying to have the best interests of their players and the product on the field. And they listen to science and listen to medicine and important people and pay attention to studies and research. And found I, I, I just want to say this because I, I, I knew this was going to happen, but I just want to bring this up. Even vaccinated people are still getting sick. So what, I mean, what's the big deal? We can get vaccinated. He, he can get vaccinated. Okay. Do you know how many people are getting vaccinated in, in hospitals and how many people are vaccinated and dying? I'm, you're, you're, you're losing me. What? The point of getting the vaccine isn't from stop getting COVID. It's from stop from dying from COVID. I'm just wondering if you know how many people who are in the hospital for COVID or have died from COVID, have I've, had the shot. I've kind of, I've kind of stopped caring. You know, I figured if I get it, I get it. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm gonna start living a little more freer. I'm gonna start coughing and grabbing things again. America. Oh, that went as well as I thought it was gonna go. Moving on over to everyone's favorite segment because we're done with sports. Let's move over to the fan mail, otherwise known as. Mr. X's questions of the week. And friends. Piss me off, son of a bitch. We're good. Talk about COVID in this podcast again. I swear to God, I'll slap in the penis. Yeah, daddy. Hello, all. He states, Mr. X states this. You know, I might, I might just have to make this the Mr. X and Dominic podcast because, you know, I, you know, he doesn't ask me COVID questions and, you know, makes me. I wasn't upset. asking anybody COVID questions. It's in the news. It's very important. Yeah, I know. And you're over here pushing your your vaccinated agenda on me. I didn't say anything. I, did I say that they should get COVID or should that they should get the vaccine? I mean, you're I over here like, that. oh, they talk, they look at science and, you know, numbers. and do, 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 do. It's like, you know, a total vaxxer over here trying to, you know, shame me 
Jeez. I wasn't shaming anybody. I was just explaining what is going through their minds. I mean, if you I, took I it a certain, Dominic, if you if you took it a certain way and you feel ashamed, I'm I'm sorry you felt that way. I feel you, your eyes gazing upon this black screen, and you're just like staring me in my soul. No, I'm fine. Anyways, Mister X does say hello all. I think it's just to me though. He doesn't like you. Yeah. So I am wearing a Reds uh, tank top though, even though it is a Padres weekend. Shout out uh, Los Rojos, Mexican League team back in the day. You know, made the All Star team. Uh, Mexican uh, okay. uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I look fat as hell because I haven't gone to the gym in three weeks. Because uh, you know, I refuse to wake up at a decent hour, and that work backs up, and then I can't go to the gym. So I'm just going through it right now. You done? Dominic, <laughs> what's wrong with me? There's too much to talk about. We need to Maybe. make some money so I can buy some lipo. It's not all that's cracked up to be. I heard. Who, who is this person that you've talked about? That you've talked I, to? Actually, my uncle had it once. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to get it, and then you got to change your ways. You can't just be slamming down Big Macs after you get your lipo. Well, no, I and like a reset button. I mean, he changed his ways, but you know, <laughs> then he had a heart attack, and you know. I mean, they're just sucking the fat out your gut. They're not, you know, cl- you know, cleaning your arteries out. Well, yeah, but I mean, okay, okay. Let's just get the fuck back on. I the mean, as someone who has God a family it. history of Alzheimer's and cancer and heart attacks and balding, you know, I'm just, I don't know how I'm going out, but you know, I'm gonna go with the bank probably. I'll be the one pulling the trigger. Anyways, he says, well, the second half has started out great for the Reds. Only one win. Michael Lorenzen returns from injury only to go back on the deal with a hamstring injury. Now, I fucking still can't say his fucking name. Castellanos has a micro fracture in his wrist after being hit by a pitch. So it sounds like he is fucking pissed off that his Reds are starting to fall apart like they always do. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I said it. They they were kind of putting. They had a. They were in a good situation coming into the All Star break, and then, you know, coming out of the All Star break, it has not been very good. So I am sorry. T's and P's, but still second place. There's still a chance, even though, pretty sure the other two wild card spots are coming out of the West. Exactly. Now we're going to talk about a sensitive subject. Please help me out here if you know it. He would like to say that the Mets announcer, Gary Cohen, can suck a dick. Bad-mouthing Cincinnati Chili, parentheses, Skyline Chili, and parentheses, to be exact. Putting down food he hasn't even tried because it sounds disgusting. I grew up on Cincinnati-style chili, mainly Gold Star Chili, Coney's, and Three Ways. And still love it to this day, so fuck him and fuck the Mets. Brandon, well, Dominic, as a, a resident, like as, you, a, as a resident chili expert, I think you're the one who needs to comment on this. No, but you're the resident fat man. I'm the resident fat man. I, I saw those bitch tits before we started. I mean, I mean I've seen your bitch tits for the past 15 years. Wow. Wow. Um, Don't trigger me. Are, are, you, are you are you getting a little self-conscious about your body now? I'm getting very self-conscious about my bitch tits. <laughs> <laughs> Just do some push-ups at home, oh, man. Uh, bitch stitches fell out. <laughs> this, this tank top, I mean, it's not even a tank top. It's just a t-shirt that I just cut up, so it's very loose. 
Just titties, fla- bitch, you're, titties you're, flapping everywhere. Because your bitch just gets sweaty and you need to air them out, huh? Yep. Get some, put some baby powder on that bitch. Uh, so I don't know anything about Cincinnati chili. Um, yeah, we, we'd like to request a uh, a real deep dive on Cincinnati chili, and we'll, we'll come back yes. to this next week. And and I'm just throwing it out there. If you want to send us some chili, I won't I won't complain. Or you know maybe recommend if there's well I don't know if they sell canned Cincinnati chili around here, but uh, we would have probably have to like order it and then have it shipped to us. Which Brandon, that you're in charge of that because you you got a job. You have two jobs now. So yeah, shout out to uh to Tucker. I'm actually having a dog sit a puppy, so that's fun. Shout out Tucky, Tucker. Middle name's Nutter Butter, so keeping the cookie names alive, <laughs> oh which I just God. threw out there as a joke, but that's like its legal middle name now. So there you go. So just like Chips Ahoy, it was a but fucking Chips, joke. But, but Chips Ahoy is not the government name. I just oh. call I call her that because I'm just being an asshole. But but it's really Tucker Nutter, Nutter Butter. Butter. Burned. Jesus Christ. I know. Crazy dog people. Oh, my God. How big I told them, ass- she okay. asked me, should we get a puppy? And I said, no, just wait till the big one dies. And, and she's she like, just, no, fuck that. Yeah, completely ignored me, and they just get another dog. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, how big of an asshole is Aubrey Huff for tweeting out? A big that, asshole. Big gaper. Quote, quote, women are after the game, end quote, in light of the announcement of the first ever all-female MLB broadcast team. Well, as I stated earlier, Aubrey Huff, giant gaping asshole. He's proved himself especially out here in the bay area that uh you know not the he'll say one thing and then he'll just claim it to be a joke but it's clearly not a joke shout out to all the women from the uh was it rays orioles broadcast on youtube on monday you know shout out to all them well deserved and uh yeah fuck aubrey huff couldn't agree more i didn't realize when he was on the giants how big of a fucking douchebag he was and I regret being a fan of his when he was on the Giants. So deep, deep, deep regrets. But anywho, on to better news. Should we or should we not hold our breaths after these reports of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan signing new deals with AEW? Well, I guess we're going to just jump right into to that. Uh, yeah, Dana Bryan, Brian Danielson apparently has signed or damn near signed a deal with AEW. The CM Punk stuff, it's a little more, you know, out there. We don't exactly know what's going on, if he's signed or if he's just in discussions. But, uh, you know, really big news, two big name stars. I kind of expected the Dana Bryan, sorry, Brian Danielson news. I need to get used to saying that. that. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what they can do. But I also kind of recognize that the AW talent pool is just so big. And so talented, they're doing fantastic without them. I mean, their ratings have gone up from last week to this week. But um, I, I don't know what to expect. I mean, I think Dana Bryan is going to be, sorry, Dana, whatever the fuck his name is. He's going to be really great. CM Punk, I think it's a little more of a question mark. But still, I am signing both of them. I know Dominic is that they have too many WWE guys on there. I don't have that same stance. And... These guys are big names. Now, are they needle, mo- needle movers? Probably not to the extent they would have been three to five years ago. But they're still valuable, very much so. I do actually agree with you. Um, part of me doesn't want to see Brian Danielson go to AEW just because I feel like 
he uh, I'm going to be honest, but I think I'm, either which way it is, they're not going to be a Darby Allen, Kenny Omega there every single week. I think Brian has been out publicly saying he wants to do so many things, you know, do the indie scene, go to Japan, go to Mexico, yada, yada, yada. CM Punk, I think it's going to be more of like a special attraction than maybe like the Dana Bryan would be. So I'm not, you know, I think they'll they'll sign at least, you know, Brian will sign. I don't know what Punk is going to be doing, but I think no matter which way, you're not going to see them like oversaturated or kind of like be there every other week. So I'm I'm on the complete opposite. I think, well, no, I guess I'm the same. I honestly think WWE needs to do if if it's for sure that Punk signing, they need to do anything to get him to come back. If it's fucking, we're going to throw you, we're going to double whatever they give you. We're going to fucking make you champion. Whatever you want, you're going to do. We don't give a shit. Then they, they need to they need to make it happen. Because if they get Daniel, Brian, fanboy, Red Dragon. Brian, Dan- Daniel, Brian Danielson, Brian Daniel. Brandon Danielson. If they get him. Oh. You wish you were married to him, huh? Mm-hmm. You want to take those yes kicks to your chest? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, no, if they get both, I mean, I know WWE's big and everything. Okay, cool. It's gonna be a huge fucking blow. It's gonna be a lot of people tuning in to watch that. So it, they need to do something if they get both of them. Honestly. Okay. Hold on. I. I mean, I still want to. This is a. I, okay, we're gonna make this. I know. Break. We're not. Know. I'm not gonna get in. I'm not gonna go into other things. I really want to ask this question though. If you're AEW, you have to pick one. Are you choosing CM Punk? Or are you choosing Brian Danielson? Brian Danielson is older or he is younger. He's been maybe more overexposed than Punk. What which direction? Who do you pick out of the two? There's two ways to look at it. One being uh name. People have been dying to see CM Punk wrestle dying to see him wanting to hear that music come on and him walk out you know just to go fucking nuts the other thing i think about is um not longevity uh, well pretty much what are you going to get out of it i think you get more out of brian danielson than cm punk i don't think cm punk's coming back to be a full-time wrestler be one of the boys to be in there week in a week out putting in work having matches with fucking nobodies to work his way up to a title match daniel aka brian danielson i mean is that guy so i would probably honestly go brian danielson yeah i've been kind of thinking about this one all day and i still kind of go back and forth because i mean i it's pretty much what you just said like cm punk i think is a bigger star he's gonna bring in more extra eyeballs but AEW is like on a roll right now and I mean yeah obviously they want to have as many eyeballs as possible but I think like creatively you get more out of Brian because I think Brian is want to do so many different things maybe do a you know he'll go American Dragon route he can be a heel you know he can do all these different things and you know all these different dream matches but I think for me wrestling's a business I feel you know maybe in the short term because Punk is older I think you I would go with punk. I just think the impact he would make for the, like the immediate short term 
is greater than what Brian could do like over the extra maybe two years you would get out of him because he's a little bit younger. So, I mean, I think you're perfectly fine either which way. But I think for me, I you know lean more punk, but I definitely, if I only get Danielson, I'm perfectly fine with that as well. Okay. Two questions left. I'm fucking tired. Let's hurry the fuck up. Anyways, why does it seem Vince could care less about what NXT does? Couldn't care less. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, Dominic, you know, I got to be, I call it, call it how it's a season. Do you get angry when I do it to you? Yeah, I do it to Mr. X. I'm sorry. Let me do it again. Why does it seem Vince could care less about what NXT does? Well, I mean, if he could care less, if he does, could it be because he isn't in charge of their booking and it bothers him not to have control of something under the WWE banner? I don't, I don't understand what's going on with this NXT stuff. I mean, we've talked about it like the last couple of weeks with the women's calls, call ups, and then now we're seeing again with Carrie and Cross. I mean, we're going to talk about it kind of in the main segment, but I guess we can just kind of un- unpack that here, Dominic. Well, well, oh, hang on. I can just read the second. I can read the last question, and we can just be done, and then we can talk about it all. The last question. Well, we have, if we I found have an end, we have an end, friends, though. Oh God! Now that Jeff Hardy has no more words back as a theme song, and his unexpected win over Karrion Cross, can we expect some sort of push from the charismatic Enigma, or is he back to being the main event, Jeff? Well, Dominic, you know that's all you. Well, you know, being that I'm a huge Jeff Hardy fan, you know, fucking extreme is a mood or whatever. It's fun. I don't know. Anyways, no, um, I honestly don't think Jeff is going to ever win a world title again. I don't think he he might win a mid-card title, United States Intercontinental, maybe become a tag champ with some random ass motherfucker, but he ain't going to be no world champion. He's going to write out the rest of his contract, go to AEW, win it with Matt, and then retire. Damn. Okay. Okay. Um. You know, talk, talked about this on, on the other podcast, but I, I don't understand exactly what the whole point of bringing back Jeff Hardy to have him beat Karrion Cross, cheating, which babyfaces shouldn't be cheating. And then Cross is, I mean, I just assume Cross is just going to destroy Jeff the following week and he's going to still be built strong or, you know, uh, some sort of a pushed act. But then Cross is already kind of on shaky grounds to begin with. And then you take away like all the gimmicks and all the literal smoke and mirrors around him. And then you have him lose to Jeff Hardy, who's lost to Elias, Jinder Mahal, you know, some other schmucks in the past couple months. And then you just bring, you bring in Karrion Cross, who, you know, it's kind of one thing just in the WWE bubble to have him lose. But then when you take into account, he's what he's doing in NXT, where he's the unbeaten, unstoppable monster. That just takes, that just sucks all the air out of it. Dominic, are you there? Sorry, I was yawning because you're boring me to death. Dude, it's fucking Karen Cross. He could fucking lose two in a row, three in a row. He's a baddest motherfucker still. Yeah, he lost. He doesn't have Scarlet. He doesn't have the badass entrance, but he's still a badass mofo. So I think you just need to relax. Everybody needs to relax and let them do their thing. Sorry, Dominic. I couldn't really understand you because I think you had Karrion Cross's dick in your mouth. I thought it. Hey, I I'm thought trying it to get be, close thought, to him so I can get close to Scarlett. No. I take it the studio audience is there anymore. No, she's behind me. Okay, so she heard you say that. Yes. No smack to the back of the head. It's coming. Okay. Um. Well, I guess that's it for Mr. X's question. So I guess we have to go to the and friends portion and guess 
who is finally back? Our number two fan, Donnie. No, it's our now number one. I mean, I'm sorry, Mr. X. You're getting bumped out for the week. We got our number one fan, Haley. She has. Oh, my God. I know she has returned. And she asks, uh, how was your birthday? Question mark with a whatever. What's the the gimmick you put in your mouth and you 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 blow it and it expands out? Penis? Not a not a penis. (laughs) I want to say confetti, but obviously it's not confetti. Oh, um, a noisemaker. Is that a noisemaker? Is that a noisemaker? I don't know. But anyways, a little party gimmick emoji thingy. Yes. Uh, So I, you know, I don't think she's. How was your birthday, Dominic? Well, you know, thank you for asking, Haley. My birthday was last year, so I don't know. You can't remember that far back? Well, I mean, what did I do for my birthday? I don't remember. Didn't we go to LA? No, that was was, the year before. Actually, that was two years before. Oh, fuck. 2018. Too many concussions. Pre-COVID. What did I do? My birthday during COVID. Oh, I think I worked. So, cool. Uh, So, if she's asking me how my birthday was, because I think it was Sunday. Was my birthday. Tell them about what your bestest friend did for you. Well, that wasn't on my birthday, but are we just talking about the surrounding events for my birthday? You know, maybe this person did something a day early because they're going to be busy the next day. Because they're a lovely best friend, best man in the whole wide world slash greatest podcast co-host of all time. They, after years of waiting and ridicule and questioning, finally, I was able to get my cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. A chocolate mousse thingy gimmick which it wasn't even i mean i just pointed it out because i think the the name of it or you know the sticker that was next to it was like a key lime pie so i think it was, it was red velvet whatever like a lime velvet something or another but anyways uh you know it looked very scrumptious i told dominic that in the morning that i wanted something chocolatey but he decided to bring me along so it was fantastic dominic also got another one studio audience may or may not have had a couple but uh dominic we both had the same one i do believe uh we're gonna give a, a one bite review of the chocolate mousse cheesecake even though you said you don't like cheesecake yes so i don't care for cheesecake but i do like chocolate cake so i said fuck it put the two together have to be edible right and it was decent would I want to eat it every day or, you know, be my go-to? No. But, you know, if, if we happen to go back to Cheesecake Factory for a dinner or something like that, you know, maybe I'll get it again. Or the studio audience, you know, meets up with their work friends and then me and you just have our own one-on-one dinner date. That's never going to happen again. Damn. Oh, yeah, because they hate each other now. Yeah. Yeah. Different work so, friends. Maybe. The, stu- the studio audience is just so personable. She makes friends wherever she goes. Maybe, maybe maybe we can convince her and her best friend Amy, and then we can go get a piece of cake, and they can eat their cake. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, and then the next day on Sunday, you're forgetting something. Oh, was I supposed to do my review or my? Oh yes, 
So yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, wow, sorry. I can see Rewind it. You don't really fucking care. Thanks, Re- man. Jeez. Rewind. Okay. You know, I had the cheesecake. I thought it was I thought it was okay. That was good, probably better than Dominic, but I did like the the I don't know what is it, like a cookie or like a brownie crust. I really enjoyed that. I kind of enjoyed the whipped cream they give you more than the actual cheesecake itself, but you know, the crust and the whipped cream very very delect- delectable. And then on the freeway ride home, I was presented a box, a blank box, the size of about, you know, a Funko Pop. And uh, Dominic, studio audience, knows how much WrestleMania 20 means to me. The first ever wrestling pay-per-view I slash my mom bought for me because I'm a good Catholic boy. I got my first communion and my reward was to be able to watch WrestleMania 20. And so Dominic and the studio audience at the kindness of their heart and knowing how much I love Funko Pops, bought one Eddie Guerrero Frosted Tips WrestleMania 20 Funko Pop. Thank you very much. Very much appreciate And a commemorative pin, which I put on my little pin collection that I have on my 2019 A's Access lanyard. You are very welcome. You are very well-deserving. You're a good friend. So, happy birthday. Are you going to get the entire team you'll say to sing me happy birthday like Kevin Durant? No. Damn. Uh, Then Sunday, my actual date of birth. I may or may not have went golfing, had an existential crisis because I couldn't drive the ball more than 50 yards. And then I watched Money in the Bank, which actually was not that bad. So, let's just talk about Money in the Bank because it was not that bad. Dominic said he kind of came in a little late on the women's match. But uh, Nikki, a.k.a. Thicky, a.k.a. Nikki Ash is your uh, Money in the Bank winner for the women. She then cashes in the next day on Charlotte. Uh, Dominic, thoughts on Nikki Ash, now your new women's champion? Well-deserving, long overdue, couldn't be happier. The only thing I did wish, I wish maybe like, you know, Liv Morgan would have won Money in the Bank or something like that. But with everything that's happened, not, you know, I'm happy. It, it turned out fine. I didn't want Nikki to lose when she cashed in. That's what I was afraid of. But she didn't. She won. Bada bing, bada boom. Yes. Yes. I I didn't like hate it that Nikki Ash won. But I agree. I kind of think there was some other different ways you could have gone. You could have gone down the route of Liv Morgan. Um, who's the other one? There's was there like another baby face in there who was kind of like surprisingly over. I think Naomi was kind of another one. You could go down the route. Apparently she's getting moved over to SmackDown. You could like I feel like it's a they should like line her up with Roman and the Usos and kind of have that family dynamic and get a, you know, get her in there. Cause I really haven't done anything since Lana left, but I um, did like her better as a heel when she was in that team bad with Sasha and Tamina. So I'd be okay with that. And uh, yeah, I mean, over, the match itself as an opener, it wasn't the best. It was a little clunky. It was, and it wasn't like super over the top spotty, like the men's matches. So, you know, as, as an opener, try not to do too much. It was okay but um, not, not the best in the world. Um, just kind of some more random news. We get the peacock. The cock went down, Dominic. Hate it when your cock doesn't work. Um, any thoughts on the uh, the cock not working and this interfering with the men's money in the bank, which ultimately was won by Biggie? Well, when my cock went down, I was furious because one thing I don't like is a cock that just comes in and out. I need a constant, continuous cock stream. So... 
basically went on the Twitter, saw Meltzer was like, oh, just do this. And I was like, wow, he tweeted this a while ago. Should have been paying attention. So I did it. And then the last thing, the first thing I see is Biggie holding the fucking briefcase. And I was pissed because I missed the whole entire match. Yes, I can go back and watch it. But who got time for that? Not me. Because Dominic's a goddamn working man. But uh, just like Dominic, my cock was not working as well. And so then instead of going on Twitter, because I just kind of kept my cock there and it still wasn't working, went on the TikTok. And as one seems to do on the TikTok, you get a little time passes by differently when you're on TikTok and a couple minutes turned to 20 minutes. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, my cock's not working. So then I go back to Twitter to see how to fix my cock. And it just said back out and sign back in. And so then that's what I did. And then, boom, I was able to get like the very, very end of the match saw Kevin Owens go through the ladder, you know, big ending off the ladder with Seth Rollins and Biggie Wayne. So I saw a little bit of the, uh, the match, but uh, I did go back. Well, I did go back and watch it later, but then I think I just went back on my phone again and they missed most of it, but I saw the big spots. It was, you know, fine. Drew essentially won, but then Ginger's goons come out. Uh, so yeah. Um, main event. What was the main event though? Roman wins. Yeah. Cena comes back. Cena cuts a promo on Raw, a little bit of whatever you call it with Riddle. So uh, thoughts, we're we're getting it. Cena versus Roman. Bro. You're supposed to pro me back. Bro. 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 Anyways, um, kind of ex- uh, expected it. I think everybody was kind of lured to it. So uh, not not surprised. What I was surprised about was how big of a pop he got when he came back. That's I was expecting John Cena sucks, booze and shit, fucking mega cheers. So it's kind of surprised by that. Yeah, I mean when you you do the thing with Roman kind of doing the promo at the end, you're kind of expecting something to happen. And uh, Cena, a big massive pop. He got another really good reaction the following night on uh, Raw. Haven't seen anything on SmackDown yet, but. Um, I think they should be encouraged by this because I've always said that maybe putting Roman and Cena together might be a recipe for disaster. Thus far, it's been good. I think we're seeing like a lot of nostalgia for Cena, maybe kind of those hardcores who would usually go to WWE is not going to WWE events anymore. That could be another reason, but maybe at SummerSlam, that might be a more hardcore traveling crowd. And then maybe there's a hostile takeover or something or another. I don't know. But I don't know either. I'm going to wait and see to see what they do with the thing. I'm hoping I don't, actually I don't want to see a hostile takeover. I want the fans just to be happy that they get to fucking be there. Stop ruining the fucking shows by you guys wanting to be assholes and chant fucking AW boring fucking Kenny Omega young bucks, you know, like just fucking enjoy the match. Shit. Well, you can tell them when we go there to Allegiant Alliant, the fucking Death Star. Yeah. So that means we are going. I mean, I would have to tell my manager on Monday, but I mean, you know, when when is it again? It's on a Saturday, August seven twentieth. Some seven twenty. Oh, it's like the it's week Saturday, of, right? I believe it's the the twenty first or the twentieth. So I'd be off, but the thing is, um. I don't know if the other thing is it's also the same day as the Manny Pacquiao fight. So Vegas is probably gonna be kind of crazy and probably hotels are gonna be a little expensive. Well, you know, aren't you buying it like last time? I don't know. Maybe, you know, red eye Saturday and just, you know, 
pack a hey, pack a lunch, I'm, pack a lunch, and turn it back around. I'm I'm down. Yeah, I don't know if I'm I'm down to spend an entire day, you know, in Vegas. Actually, I'm not down because where am, where am I going to poop? You can take a poop at the Death Star. That's what you've always wanted to do, right? We take we we rent a hotel room for an hour for me to poop. Yes, yes. I uh, maybe I probably would put it at like a forty percent chance we actually go, but kind of like these stadium situation, it's better than zero. Um, Goldberg comes out on Raw. Yay! One gives Keith, a shit. Keith Lee also came out on Raw. Do you have more of an issue with the Karrion Cross loss or the Keith Lee loss? I think Karrion Cross loss, but. I'm disappointed in the reception Keith Lee got. I was expecting people to go ape shit. And I feel like it was very lackluster. Yeah, I mean, but I think that's kind of what you come to expect because he he comes, he he's on the show and then he's off the show. He wasn't exactly built like a, a giant star when he was on the show. I mean, he was probably going to win the US title and then he's gone for whatever long and then he comes back, so. I think Keith Lee is kind of one of those guys that I really want him to just get the fuck out of there because I'm a little scared that he might just like lose his confidence or, you know, what, what or another. And he's, you know, kind of getting up there in age. He's got the big frame. He's really heavy on the athletics and he can't have that kind of athleticism forever. So I'm just, if they're not going to use him, kind of hoping he just gets out of there. Not even saying he needs to go to AEW, just get out of there. Go to ROH, who cares? Exactly. Um, any random WWE notes? Because we never really talk about it, but... Let's just go to AEW because I got a fucking major headache and I want to go to bed. Oh, you got a headache, Dominic? What's wrong? You, you know, you should take some Canada dips. Really great for headaches. You take what? Canada dips. The fuck is that? It's my CBD pouches because, you know, I'm a pothead now. But then now because I take CBD pouches, now the studio owners are just, you know, shuffling weed in my mouth even though I don't like smoking weed. Dude, she doesn't smoke anymore. Okay, Fabe. Anyways, uh, NXT was there. The uh, Joe calls out Cross, and then Cross kills Regal. They alluded to it a little bit. No, I mean they didn't even really like make fun of it. They said like, "Oh, you, you left to the, uh, you know, you went to the other show." Yada yada yada. Any thoughts on how NXT addressed it or, you know, dealt with it? I guess. Uh, I think it was kind of weird, kind of stupid, pointless. But I guess they did a fine job. Uh, I mean, nothing. Well, there's, you know, obviously we can kind of nitpick everything and talk about some stuff. But uh, ma- main event, Raquel Gonzalez, Zia Lee. Uh, Zia Lee gets the wind knocked out of her. And Gonzalez, they awkwardly wait for a couple minutes. And then she finally gets her breath. And then she just goes to the finish and pins her. You know, the match itself wasn't that great. And then the finish just made it even worse. I understand you want to keep the wrestlers healthy and kind of, you know, do all these different things. But if it's like clear, she just got the wind knocked out of her. Can you just go to the finish and just not, not the finish in terms of like hitting another move, but can you just pin her? Cause then, you know, doing the whole waiting thing for a couple minutes, it just kind of, it exposes the business and just is stupid. And, you know, all these other different things. It does look really fake. I I mean, I, I, I understand why, you know, they did wait just because of the fact that, what if it wasn't serious and you don't want, you know, Gonzalez to go pick her up, do her thing and then fucking pin her. But I think at a certain time, you know, and this is something that I feel like. And I'm perfectly fine with just calling the match. Like just say it's over. Like they did that with the Humberto Carrillo thing. Just 
call it and just say it's a whatever KO referee stoppage thing. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. I mean, Jerk. I mean, I remember when Jericho and at the time Neville, now Pac, uh, were wrestling, and he like fucked up his ankle, and he told Jericho like, "Hey, I, I, you, you gotta, you gotta, I'm, I can't wrestle, I can't go," and he. I think like pushed the ref and the ref got all butthurt. He's like, don't fucking touch me. And you know, Jericho's like, dude, he can't fucking wrestle. Call fucking DQ me, dumbass. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like it just takes some time to understand, you know, if you're a I mean, in that match, who was the heel? Was it Zaya or was it Gonzalez? That's like the million dollar question. I think Mikel was kind of more. Heelish. In the, ba- in the ba- I was going to go babyface in the situation. Oh. I mean, neither one of them were like you know one or the other, but and if I get it, but Zaya is like so smaller compared to Raquel that it you know it's it's kind of a weird matchup, and neither one of them are in ring generals, so it, it well, kinda... well that that's the thing. I feel like just you know experience will will over time their experience will be if someone's legitimately hurt. Well, first of all, they'll understand okay, this person's actually legitimately hurt. And then what should I do? Should I get DQ'd? Should I pin him? You know, because waiting is just, like you said, awkward. Yeah. Then let's move on over to AEW at Dynamite. We get uh, the crowds. Uh, they're in Dallas. I don't remember what they were at last week, but we're in Texas again. Uh, Jericho takes on Sean Spears. Spears can use the chair, but Jericho cannot. MJF on commentary. And uh, he's just having a ball. Jericho beats Spears, got a lot of shenanigans. You know, Tully gets involved. Uh, Sammy gets involved, yada, yada, yada. But Jericho beats Spears as he should. And then Jericho, uh, MJF says the second labor is going to be a no disqualification, no rules match. And we get Nick motherfucking Gage showing up. And we're going to get the Painmaker versus Nick Gage on an AEW television match in 2021. Dominic, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. And I really don't want Nick Gage there. I'm sorry. I'll say it. I, uh, I feel like it's, it's, I understand why, you know, he, he's a badass motherfucker, but it's like, why do you have to go and grab him? Why couldn't you just get someone, you know, in your, on your roster to fill that spot? You know what I mean? I think it's perfectly fine. As a one-off, you know, I'm, I'm not saying AEW needs to sign Nick Gage. He has a cult following. He's, you know, he's a really good talent, but, you know, he's kind of got his gimmick. I don't think it's really suitable or, you know, suited for everyday AEW. I'm fine with it. Like in the storyline, have it be a thing. And then possibly this could be like, it could be a swerve bro to where Nick Gage, you know, beats beats up MJF because Jericho can't touch MJF, I think at the time, or I don't know what's going on, but I think that's probably where we're going to get to is Nick Gage turns on MJF and big pop. And, you know, he just rides off into the sunset. Well, let's hope so. Cause I really don't care for him. Damn. He kills the business. His crew is gangs going to come after you, Dominic. I don't know if I'd say that. I think I'm scared of a guy who fake play fights. He went to prison. For bank robbery. Shit, I, I murdered a guy. He died for eight minutes. I've already been dead. Haven't we all? I'm brain dead. 
too many concussions. Uh, then we get Frankie Kazarian taking on Doc Gallows. Doc gets the win after you know some shenanigans. Love to see it. And uh, we get the beatdown. Page makes a save. Then another beatdown. The Dark Order makes a save. You know, I'm the not as good as the last couple weeks, but if the last couple weeks were nines and tens, this was like a, a six or a seven. So it was, I mean, it was fine. It was nothing like too, too special. Kenny, you know, a little more goofy this week, but I think overall with the stuff with hangman, he's been a lot more grounded and it's, you know, paid dividends in the story. Don't you feel like they're going downhill though, a little bit like they need to kind of like, you know, take the foot off the gas for a second, just to kind of level it all out and then put it back on and climb up again. Like, well, they're having the tag match next week. So I think we're going to have to wait and see what they do, whether they actually go through with the, the win or if they pull the rug out from under us and page loses. So I think we're going to have to wait until next week to see exactly what, where they're going with this. Okay. Okay. Then uh, Britt Baker defeats Nyla Rose successfully defends her women's title. Uh, match was uh, a little sloppy, not the best in uh, the world. And not going to say, you know, it's set back either woman, but I think both of them are kind of making really good improvements. And then they come in here and they uh, did not really do all that well. But Britt gets the win. She was over. I assume this is the end. Where do you think we go from here? End of her title reign or end of the feud? End of the feud. I don't know. Maybe Thunder Rosa again. What she is signed. So that's why that's why I'm going with her. They go towards Thunder Rosa. Okay. I mean, I, I think that's definitely a plan or if they, they have her, I think you go that way for all out. Now we're two months out. I don't think you want to pull this Nyla feud out really much longer. So maybe we get like another little mini feud for a couple weeks and then we can get to Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Uh, Chris Stylander would be fine. Uh, Sure. Why the hell not? Uh, speaking of Chris Statlander, we had uh, Orange Cassidy defeat the Blade, and now he has Brass Nuck, so maybe he's going to implement that into his character, into his gimmick. Uh, you know, so fine little mid-card match. Anything uh, to Cassidy take away? Cassidy can do no wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, also, speaking of Cassidy, uh, his young boy, or whatever his name is, took on Darby Allen. Darby wins. We get an interaction between Sting and uh, Orange. Dominic as the resident Sting aficionado. Do you like this or should they kind of keep staying away from these types of things and make them a quote unquote bigger deal? I think the one off is fine, especially with the interaction with with Orange Cassidy. I think it's fine. It kind of shows you that Sting isn't the. You know, he's willing to go out there and just fuck around, but if it turns into an every week kind of thing, then I think you you're degrading his value a little bit. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, Sting kind of has a little quirky personality, so lean into it a little bit here, but maybe don't do that all the time. Uh, Andrade comes out and he has his his entourage, his handler, whatever his name is. That just doesn't do anything besides like write into a little notebook. Uh, but instead of Vicky Guerrero, which we haven't really seen her with him in a while, he's uh, hit the uh, the upgrade button, I would say, and gets Chavo Guerrero. A little weird dynamic between the two because Andrade Chavo. Chavo was kind of more of the returning veteran baby face while Andrade was kind of playing more of his heelish persona. So maybe they iron that out in the coming weeks. Uh, Death Triangle, sorry, Triangulo de la Muerte comes out. But uh, your thoughts on the Chavo 
dynamic with Andrade and, you know, where, where is that going? And your thoughts on Chavo being there? Chavo, my man, if you're listening, hopefully you are. And if you are, please call me. I want to have a beer with you. I think it's great. I honest to God think it is a great idea having Chavo Guerrero with Andrade because it's one of those pairings, you know, he can learn so much from Chavo. Um, you know, Chavo just being in AEW, I'm pretty sure it's just a one-off, maybe, you know, a couple things, but just being there is a big deal for wrestling. It shows that Chavo, it shows, it's the Guerrero fucking familia is there. It's thriving, man. I'm fucking too tired. I'm, 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 I feel like I'm drunk right now. I'm so tired. I, I've been there, Dominic. I feel your pain. Uh, AEW's done a really good job at kind of using the the veteran wrestlers as managers. You know, we got Jake, we got Tully, you know, Vicky, not so much. But uh, you know, if they kind of keep that same dynamic with Chavo and Andrade, perfectly fine with that. I've I've always said that I've liked Andrade just on his own. I don't think he needs a mouthpiece. But if if you need to have him you know, have someone speak English for him practically, then I think Chavo is probably the next, next best option if they couldn't have gotten Zelina Vega. But um, I like it. Uh, but as I said, I think you want to iron out the dynamic a little bit more because Chavo was just kind of being happy-go-lucky Chavo while Andrade was, you know, being the, the smug, arrogant asshole that he normally is. Uh, interaction with Triangula de la Morte. Any thoughts? I mean... Are we setting up like a six-man tag? Are we kind of setting up something for them to come together? We get like a New Japan, the Forbidden Doors open. Do we get a, you know, a an LIJ formation in uh, what you might call it? AEW? No, um, I do honestly think though Andrade will get Penta and um, what's the other guy, Ray Phoenix, right? Yes. Honestly, think he'll get them to turn on Pac, and then they'll make it, uh, you know, maybe like a watered-down version of the LWO. Still holding on to the LWO, Don. I gotta love it. Then in the main event, we get Lance Archer taking on John Moxley for the IWGP United States Championship. Second week in a row, that title is on the line in a uh, Texas Death Match, and Lance Archer, by God, in his home city, actually gets the win. New champion. Uh, I enjoy this match. Now I kind of understand they have kind of gone to this hardcore well maybe a little bit too often, especially, I mean, three weeks three weeks in a row, you're going to have the coffin match, then this match, and then now you're going to have the Nick Gage-Jericho match. You know, I get it three weeks in a row, but can we, like, as Dominic said, you know, take the foot off the gas a little bit and not, not be doing this? Because I would assume we're going to get blood in that match too. Yeah, it's going to be I'm, – I'm 99.9% sure. There's going to be blood the hard way. But um, I thought it was a good match. Archer, deser- Archer deserves it. Moxley needs some time off to be with Bebe. So, well-deserving. I don't know the guy's name, but the guy from New Japan that came out after the match, that has a title match, I think, shit, next week or the week after. Dude, that guy's fucking huge. Do you see that? Yes, Dominic, because I watched Dynamite. That guy's fucking huge. He's taller than Archer. He's fucking huge. Oh my God. Just imagine if like him and Omos had a match together. Are we done? Can I go to bed now? Bailing out the Tokyo Dome, brother. 
hanging from the rafters. Okay, I'm going to bed. Good night. That'll do it for us for today. Thank y'all very much for tuning in. If you want to be a part of the podcast, you want to be like Mr. X and Haley, send us in a question. If you want to do it via email, curveball and cs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can DM us there every Friday on the Instagram. You can respond to us, curveballs and cs follow us on the facebook mm-hmm. youtube tiktok we're all over the damn place we got a link tree in the description dominic shut the fuck up if you want to click on all the important links uh maybe next well next week we're definitely going to get a full-on breakdown on cincinnati chili can't wait for that uh we're going to possibly be on the lookout for indian thumbs up cola maybe we'll buy SummerSlam tickets you know a lot of things happening in the next week dominic can't wait i'm fucking too tired to, to fucking really think about all this so curveballs and chair shots number one trapped over to hell go to hell and on that note thank y'all very much for tuning in until next time goodbye and good night uh the bank kanye drop the album please (laughs) 